Got a dent in my head from playing hockey with my helmet. This video was one I shot about a month, just over a month ago. I never got a chance to get around to editing it and making sure it wasn't too ridiculous. But anyways, I just did. I'm super grateful to hear from people about their journey through all this. Um, and that's why I want to just keep sharing my story because I know that there's others who can benefit from it. And if it, if it does make a difference to you, please comment. Please let me know. Please reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, and let me know because that's the fuel that... If I don't think I had something of value to say and that was going to make a difference to people, like someone, somebody recently said to me, your words have stopped people from taking their own life. You have a responsibility to share your story. That has been ringing in my ears like crazy. And if I didn't think that way, it would be much harder to take the time to put anything else. So I really appreciate your feedback and I hope that this, there's some benefits in this video for you. I also meant to mention that uh, I've added this to audio version because some people have asked for it. I know that I consume audio. I consume content uh, almost exclusively over audio. So I appreciate that. Um, link is in the description. It's definitely on Spotify right now. Uh, working on it, getting into iTunes. Hey, welcome to the Toward Completeness podcast. My name is Jay Woodford. Uh, this is the first episode of a podcast I've been wanting to create for a long time. When I did the video, I did a video back in January 1st, back on January 1st, about my uh, issue with drinking, and I'd sub, I'd quit. Last my last drink was December 25th, 2018, and I did a video about it because I wanted to, I wanted to. Be publicly accountable to it. I knew that if I did that, that would be something that would um, give me a lot more motivation for good or for, I don't know whether that's good or bad, but I knew it would give me more motivation. I think anybody can understand that. And what I wasn't really expecting was I, I, I really wasn't expecting to hear the things that I heard, get the feedback and the messages, and the comments and all that stuff, and I still continue to get it because the version on YouTube continues to get consistent plays, and I've been talking a lot about these things. Um, and it just, it it really spoke to me and became really evident that there's a huge need for this stuff, that so many people are, are suffering through a lot of these things completely alone. They don't have anybody there that they can confide in. So many people think that, who are suffering through either addiction, whether it's alcohol or drugs, depression, anxiety, a lot of people are dealing with uh, thoughts of suit. There's so much stuff out there. It just was so shocking. It's been so shocking to really realize how alone people are. And I, you know, I kind of knew that. I think most people who, who are, uh, who engage in any real conversation with people recognize how alone people actually are through a lot of this stuff. There's so many people that have all the friends in the world, but they have no friends. The friends that they have, the people they surround themselves with are two-faced, they're fake, they're superficial, uh, and they're emotionally shut off, probably through their own pain. So I'm not here to shit on that. I'm just stating what it seems to be from what I've seen, is that people are deeply, deeply, deeply alone. A, a big part of the motivation for, you know, like people had asked me early on, people were apparently moved by my story and my willingness to, to be real and go deep on it. People asked me early on for updates. And I, you know, it's funny because I did a video. I, I think I don't remember how many days in. 
100 or something like that. 110 days was what it was. I cracked a non-alcoholic IPA because I love craft beer. And I, th I think it was pretty nonchalant about it because I, you know, everything was pretty good. And so that was just over, that was three and a half months in. And backtracking a little bit, when I first put out my video January 1st, I had an old high school friend of mine who has gone through drugs and alcohol, who uh, major addiction issues and has since obviously dealt with it. He opened a recovery center in Bali. And he said to me, he commented on my video on Facebook, something along the lines of, he said, you know, he congratulatory and all that stuff. And then he said, Jay, watch out for this four letter acronym. I need to check it out because I've mentioned it a few times lately. But he said, watch out for this because the next six months can be pretty up and down. And I honestly responded like, my thought on my own mind was I'm good. You know, it's been seven days. This is the hardest part I would assume, you know, from quitting because now you're adjusting your whole patterns adjust. I mean, seven o'clock on six thirty, six o'clock, seven o'clock on every night, start pounding them back. And so, and that was my shut off for me. Alcohol was a shut off. It was my way to shut off because this thing is going constantly. And, um, so I, I had figured, you know, I'm seven days in or whatever it was, 26 to the seventh, however many days, six days in. Like, I'm good, man. Overcome the hardest part. If I can make it through these days, I can, I'm good. So then I remember did that, did that video 110 days in. Had a pretty nonchalant attitude about it. You know, I felt good. And then I think it was April. So that would have been not too long after I did that video. Things started to kind of get a little dark. Uh, the anniversary of my dad's death, April 29th, 2019, this year, 19 year anniversary of his death. I found him when I was 16 and I was reflecting on some things kind of close to that time. And this was kind of the beginning of when I started to, I don't know if I got things started to get darker. I think I just started to observe the darkness that was there that I probably was running away from for a long time with alcohol because anytime I wasn't doing something productive, I think I generally felt pretty dark. If I had time for my mind to wander and, you know, think about the, th the things about life, there's always this underlying feeling of sorrow. And one of the words I used recently was that life is a pointless, futile tragedy. And generally, like I'm, you know, I have so much to be excited about, so much that I am excited about. But this is under the surface to such a deep level. And I usually, when I would write something about my dad's death on the anniversary of his death, if I did, or I've talked to somebody or something would come up about it, I would talk about how, how incredibly triumphant that event was. I found my dad dead at 16, and minutes later, I'm sitting there beside his dead body, and I'm looking out over the April sunset, facing east towards the mountains. Remember, it clears day. And I remember just like, almost like I was, something was shaking me like by the, whatever you call it, by the collar and saying like, you have got to face this right now. He's gone. Your dad is dead. He's, you, you can't, as I had heard of people experiencing grief at this level 
and suppressing it at some level, not totally acknowledging it and then it coming back years later and completely destroying their life. I was just for some reason hyper aware of that at that moment and I was like, I have got to face this. I have no idea how. I don't take that as a testament to my character. There's a lot of things that go along with that. My dad gave me the book Seven Habits Highly Effective Teens when I was 14, so two years late earlier and that profoundly changed my life, gave me that ability to hack into those things and deal with it but I was it's actually it's actually shocking to me how incredibly calm and aware and present I was in that moment and not delusional about what the fuck just happened my dad was dead you're never going to see him again you're never going to hear his voice he's never going to talk he's not going to be there when you graduate in two years he's never going to see you get married he's never going to see your children this was my dad who was my best friend after I had said that and after I had looked at my life and just knew, like, you right now decide you go down this way or you go down this way. This is going to be really fucking hard to not self-destruct and people around you are going to completely understand if you do, especially in the short term. But I, my dad had, you know, implanted a vision for something better in my life and I believed in there being something better and something worth living for and meaning and something of substance waiting for me. And I just remember thinking, I can't allow this to shipwreck that. And so I remember just, I decided I'm not going to let this wreck my life. And right after that, it was as though these three things came to mind instantly, so so clearly and powerfully that everything happens for a reason. You're going to learn something from this and everything works out in the end. Everything, everything works out. And as soon as I had said that, I had thought about previous events that I'd gone through as a kid where, you know, you did a seriously stupid thing or my parents divorced or all these dark times growing up that seemed like life was fucking over like this is awful and life is just going to be over and then looking back and it's like you know in spite of how hard that was everything kind of just worked out everything was okay and this is going to be the same with this and I proceeded basically along those lines as far as I could re- could remember like there wasn't a time where I went off the deep end necessarily I definitely struggled with alcohol at periods my life, drugs never became an issue. If I had ever gotten into drugs, it would have been a freaking disaster. I can promise you that right now. My personality is like high energy and hyper and freaking, I can't calm down. Um, I don't know how to relax. Uh, and I think just generally that general underlying feeling towards life that I had because I think of a very troubled upbringing, very chaotic and unstable family life. Uh, minus the years from when I was 12 and a half to when my dad died, that he started to impart some vision in me and some belief in all these different things that weren't necessarily there earlier. Um, But I... Progressively over the last two and a half years, alcohol became more and more of an issue. It was funny because I started... I had went out from with my father-in-law for a beer this one night, and I decided I'm like, okay, that's gonna be my last beer. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna quit for a while. And it wasn't like it was really becoming an issue. Like it wasn't a big, huge deal. I love it, loved alcohol, love alcohol, enjoyed it. Didn't get out of hand that often, but that night I decided I'm. This is it. I'm gonna take a break. And then one of my close friends messaged me, who fellow. I didn't love craft beer a ton at that time. He's the guy that got me into it. But he, he messaged me that night on Facebook, said, hey, I want to start a YouTube video, a YouTube channel 
called Bring Your Own, uh, Bring BYOB, where we taste craft beers and we review them and have fun, the three of us, me and two other friends. And he said, do you want to be a part of it? And I was like, I just decided I was going to lay off the booze. This might not be the best idea. I could feel it in my heart, knew in my heart this is not a good idea. But I was really getting an interest in YouTube and I've always had an interest in social media and the fact that we can publish content and put it out there and reach people without any boundaries other than how good your content is. And I thought, hey, that'd be fun. Talked myself into it, long story short. That started to spiral into getting worse and worse and the worse it got, the worse it got. And it's not like it got that bad, but it was bad enough. I don't want to pretend like I was drinking an obnoxious amount uh, I mean, a, a ridiculously obnoxious amount. Like I had the shakes when I quit. Not that I knew of. But regardless, it was just interesting how that happened. So I quit drinking December 25th, 2018. I got totally out of hand on Christmas. And the next day my wife said, you got to stop. You have to. You're better than this. And you can't do this anymore, basically. Which made sense. Sometimes I'd go things would get dark when I drink. I'll talk about that. Really want to dive into that because I think uh, I could turn into a shit show. I mean, just my friends. I mean, one of my friends said, "Jay, like honestly, people didn't. They got nervous when you drank because nobody knew what you were gonna do." And I can say that without any shame. I don't give a fuck how anybody responds to it. I'm not gonna have shame about it because it's like that's what happens when there's pain inside of this thing. That's and that's not a justification of it. That is a, a statement of having empathy and understanding w- without lacking the accountability. So, and I don't want to confuse that because that's super important for people to understand. There's, you can have empathy, but you can also have accountability. In fact, I don't think you can have true accountability without empathy because once you do that, then you're getting into shame. There's something there that's been on my mind with that lately, where if somebody in authority over you holds you accountable without there being a connection, without there being empathy, it, all it does is result in shame. But I quit because it was becoming an issue and I had known for months coming up to it was becoming an issue. I had just started Gary Vee's Curse Free Gary Vee podcast a few months before that. So I was consuming a lot more Gary Vee than I had been before. And he was a big voice for this stuff. Like I knew, like you got something that you could do that's, this is subverting and this is detracting from. And that was a big step in that. So, um, Forgive me for being all over the place. I'm just trying to sit down and allow myself to put this out there. And which means I'm going to, you know, I'm not sitting. I didn't, I just turned the camera on, turn the audio on and spiel. And hopefully it's a value to somebody else. And I know it's, you know, I'll tighten it up as I go. But I just wanted to give some backstory to this because it has been the most transformational thing that I've ever done. Because through that, you know, like I said, April 29th, 2018, just this past year, 19th anniversary of my dad dying. I'm starting to feel these things. I'm starting to recognize this. I'm sitting out this one night, looking out. The night was the exact same. I live in a, like a couple miles from where my dad died. We just moved here two years ago. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching life and hearing the birds again. Remembering hearing the birds that night as I'm sitting there beside his dead body. And I remember thinking to myself, it's just unbelievable how all these things continue on. These birds are singing their beautiful song that's just incredible that I love to hear all the time. And yet, my dad is dead. My life has fucking come to a grinding halt 
absolute grinding halt and yet everything carries on and so I was feeling that again that night and thinking about it and I just lost one of my good friends to suicide a month and a half month and 50 days before that roughly and so you know that obviously had an impact continues to have an impact death always does it's just an awful thing if you've ever been through it you know it's just a it's a you know in spite of all the good that I went through and that I say it doesn't detract the pain and that's what came out that when I wrote that out you can check it on my Instagram if you have any interest in it it's a picture of my dad and I said something along the lines of you know I look at my kids and I just feel this deep underlying sense of sorrow and it hit me like it just hit me there's something deeply wrong that has not been dealt with that I need to go through this process of dealing with I think because that is there I sensed it all the time I would look at how I love life is fucking amazing I am not a cynical person but I can go down that road and I can go down into a dark place because I have this I think it's because of that underlying whatever happened from the trauma of losing my dad and having a fucked up childhood I look back at my childhood with zero fondness whatsoever and that was a shock to go back there and understand that but that's a story for another another time but it just made it really clear to me that I need to focus on this I need to sit down and deal with this and process it because there's obviously something going on under the surface and so uh, you know a lot of me documenting this stuff and wanting to talk about it is because I know that there's other people that have been through this stuff and they've been through things and they shit on themselves because what does society do they shit on you they look at your external behavior and they say you're a piece of shit you're not worthy of belonging etc 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 because they see a tiny fragment of your life and then they judge which is fine I'm not at all sitting here saying that that shouldn't be the case and I don't want to enable that attitude with anybody because the reality is is that's what people are going to do and there's no stopping it you either fix yourself and conform to these things or you try to get the world to conform to you which is never going to happen it's like what I think Stephen Covey said if you want that to happen you're going to have to get the whole world to go on antidepressants or what medication or go get therapy in order to suit your needs you have to deal with this shit so you know and that's part of this process is I want to open that up for people and be like look like it who cares the right people are going to stick with you the wrong people are going to go and that's exactly what I want to have happen that is a filter for me for the people that are in my life the reason that I want to talk about these things is because I've seen so much of what of the havoc that this wreaks I've seen how many people are suffering through this all alone it's an astonishing number and apparently the data backs it up from what I've heard listening to Gabor Mate, Dr. Gabor Mate and Brené Brown you know it's just staggering how many people were more alone than ever before we're more connected than ever before but we're more alone and there's so much fake phony facade bullshit out there that I don't want to have any part in I want to operate the exact opposite of it because I know that deep down deep down in every fabric of our being I believe it's so sewn into who we are at our very core that we need connection and you can't have connection without vulnerability and that is what I want to instill and I want to inspire more of that in the world with my story I don't give a shit if it's two people for the rest of my life or it's two million people or two billion it doesn't matter to me but if I can make a difference in one person's life that means the world to me and through this process of doing that some of the putting out some of this stuff and hearing the impact is having on people you know I can't help but say stuff so I'm not here to sugarcoat my journey and make things look better than what they are um, I get the talking about mental health and these things is not cool I don't give a shit 
I want to do this for the sake of the benefit of the people that are suffering. If I can help more people have less suffering, I can help make the world a better place in my own way. Better than I can do by keeping my mouth shut, not doing anything. And if that turns away the cool people and the fucking big status, what I just don't care. It doesn't matter to me because there's more and more people like Kevin Love, heard his story on Gary Vee. You know, there's more and more of these people that... 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago would never even think to begin to talk about these things because there's so much shame around it and so much stigma, and yet they are. And I want to participate in that conversation. So that's the intent with this. To me, it's inevitable that this is going to become more and more the forefront of the conversation because there's so many people that are struggling with it. There's so much shame and stigma, and it's going to take a handful of brave people to come out and talk about it. And I, why not? You know, I, I don't need... I don't need the respect and admiration and commendation and validation from the fucking people that are going to talk shit about it. I really don't. I really don't want it. Like, they're just fake people, and I just don't fit in or belong with fake people. I just never have, and I never never will, and I don't want to want that. It just is an empty existence, and that's so much what I'm seeing through this. A lot of people that are surrounded by those kinds of people, and they have a miserable existence because they're always trying to jump through these people's hoops. And to me, it's like, I look at people, I'm like, why the fuck should I jump through your hoops? Like, what the fuck makes you think that you're so important that I need to jump through your hoops to satisfy you so that you'll give me validation and, and approval? No thanks. I'm good with myself. I'm at peace with my own process. And I'm at peace with who I am. You can go fuck yourself. And that's been really helpful to me. And I, you know, that might be a little rough around the edges for some people. And I'm working on that. The amount of empathy and love and, and understanding that I've developed over the last three, four, five, six months has been crazy. So I'm on the right path, but that still is something where I take that posture because I'd rather take that side and that stance than the opposite. And I want to encourage other people to do it. doesn't mean we have to go around and act like assholes, but it means that we have boundaries and we understand who's in our corner and who's not because not everybody is, is as pretty as everybody wants to make it sound, not everybody's going to be on your corner. Not everybody's your friend. Not everybody is not your enemy. There's a lot of people that are actually your enemies, meaning they will subvert you. They will get in your way. They will detract from your future. And there's plenty of people who are what you would call your friends that are actually your enemies. Because if you started to succeed, they would find a way to shit on you. They would find a way to subvert your success, not because they're shitty people, but because they have an enormous amount of pain and shame within their own lives and you're succeeding and you're moving forward is going to do nothing but highlight that in their life and that is more than most people can bear. So be prepared for that because it will happen. It's way too hard for most people. If the people in your life are stagnant and they're staying exactly where they're basically the same place where they are today as they were three, four, five years ago, and they're probably going to be the same because they don't have any aspirations for anything bigger. They don't have the ability to even begin to think that way because they're surrounded by people that are like that, which to me is the vast majority of people. When you start changing or improving, you can expect some, either some real, very direct or very indirect pushback and blowback you can you can fully expect that people are going to backstab you they are going to shit talk you they're going to gossip about you they're going to spread rumors about you they're going to do all this stuff fuck them they're not the kinds of people you want in your life they're not the kind of people that when you're 95 years old and you're sitting in your fucking deathbed that you're going to sit there and be like geez you know i really wish i had so and so's approval think of that person right now in your life Write that down and think, you're going to die tomorrow. Do you really give a shit that you had that person's approval? 
99% of the people on that list you wouldn't care about. So these are the kinds of things that I want to talk about because I can talk about it. I have the authority to talk about it because that's the way that I live. And, I, you know, I think that a lot of this hard shit that I've been through has made me think that. You know, I, I, I just... I often remember the realization when my dad died that day, April 29th, 2000, and sitting there and just remembering the troubles of earlier in that day, you know, this, the troubles of a 16-year-old, and remember and just realizing all that shit that I thought that mattered doesn't, does, doesn't matter one bit. Could that have happened without my dad dying? I don't know. Not, not as surely as it would have through that. I mean, that massive amount of pain and everything, it just... So anyways, I'll leave it at that, but I, I just wanted to put this first one out there. I will provide a link if you're watching this on YouTube, if you have, like some people have said they want, it's just amazing. I, I feel humbled and honored that anybody would want to hear my story. And I never want to take that for granted because I have nothing in and of myself to give you other than my story and my experience. It's not like I'm, I'm just aware of how easily people get high on themselves and I don't want to ever do that and I just recognize that it could happen. Ego is always in operation. We still always need, you know, I often think I don't need people's validation. I don't need the attention, but I love it. And that's something like, because fundamentally, we're never not going to be able to do that. Like, I've said this a few times, I don't need your attention and validation but I want it because I can, I can expect people would be like, oh, he's just saying this for the attention. And they're going to say that about, just like I was saying about the friends that will subvert you. That's what people will do. Why? Because when people see other people acting out of courage and, and exemplif exemplifying bravery, it's really hard for people that are living their life as cowards to accept that and not want to shit on it. And so when people are seeing you do something that they wish they had the ability to do, don't be surprised when they turn around and shit on you. If you get, if you get value from this, please let me know in one way or another because that means everything to me. The more of that, the more I'm going to want to do that. And if this is helpful to people, then you know what I mean? Like, I, I need that. I do need it. I don't want to just hear myself speak. I want to put something out there that's going to be a benefit to people. And I won't know if it's beneficial unless you say so. So either in the comments or send me a message or something and I can't promise I'll get back to you. I mean, in terms of replying or whatever, but like I see it and I appreciate it. It means everything. So please let me know. Please let me know what this has done for you. Please say something. The biggest reason, the biggest thing, like I'm pretty active on TikTok right now. One of my most common things that I reply to people with who reply to content like this and say something is thank you so much for taking the time to engage in this conversation because of the fact that others will see it there's people that are suffering through this stuff who are reading through the comments and seeing wow how the hell is the world re responding to this and they're seeing a lot of encouragement and people that are being awesome about it and they're sharing their own stuff and it's like it emboldens other people to speak about it which is exactly what we need people need the courage to be able to speak about this stuff because you can't that's one of the biggest things that i've learned through this process which i'll talk about is that you can't just bury the past you can't just get over it when you have serious, deep issues and trauma and pain. You can't just let it go. You have to process it, especially when it's stuff to do with your childhood. And so I want to embolden people and empower people and give them their permission in the best way that I can to say, yeah, you got to face this stuff. 
And it's okay to talk about it. It's not just okay, you have to. So fuck the stigma because I'm sick and tired of it. You know, and one thing I've just been realizing is that there's, we give so much cultural lip service to mental health. And yet when it comes to actually talking about these things, there's still so much stigma around it, which again, I'm fine with. I just think about the people who, you know, I think a big reason that I'm able to do is I know who I am and I'm at peace with myself and I'm at peace with my process and I understand my journey. So no matter what the fuck anybody says, their judgment doesn't stick because they don't know the whole story and people just headline read and they come up with shit and they tell themselves stories and there's all kinds of reasons why people are going to judge and it doesn't fucking matter to me. It's none of my business. doesn't matter. There's no bearing on where I'm going. And so I want to empower people with that same mindset and not, you know, I'm not trying to drop the stigma. I'm not trying to change the outside world, although I kind of am. And I really don't know if that's really possible anyways, because I don't think unless somebody understands or has gone through that darkness themselves in whatever capacity, whether it's addiction or mental health or, you know, thinking about suicide or whatever it is, unless you've been there, it's really hard to understand that. So I'm not trying to make people understand it. I more want to give people, give, give anybody who would see this the permission that it's okay to talk about it. And, you, and you're not alone. You're not alone. There are so many people who you know that you don't even know that are suffering through this stuff that are putting on a total facade in front, not because they're shitty people, but because that's what society expects people to do. It's not cool to do to talk about these things. And I've never been somebody who's been very good at keeping my emotion or how I'm feeling. If, if I feel something about somebody, they're going to know it. I'm not very good at mask masking that because I fundamentally think it's fake I fundamentally think that it's dangerous. I've always thought that. I've never been one to, even since I was a little kid, I have memories talking to my friends when I was little, telling them, you got to talk about this stuff. What's bugging you? And always being that guy. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. There's certainly an element to, I mean, in business, for one thing, I don't wear my emotions on my sleeve. I'm stone cold when it comes to that stuff, when it comes to selling or anything like that. Stone cold and unemotional. I know how to shut that stuff off, just like when I found my dad dead. So people look at me like, oh, you're just somebody who doesn't know how to control their emotions. I'm happy to let them be known when when it's, I wouldn't say even the right time because I'm not good at that, but I'd rather let them be known, let it out in some capacity than hold it in because I'm just trying to be somebody to somebody else, which I shouldn't be trying to do in the first place. So I have no idea what I just talked about the last 30 minutes, but I really hope that it was a benefit to you. I just want to get in the habit of doing this because... I know that if there's one thing that I could say that changes someone's life, which has already been the case, I want to do more of that because we need it. And this conversation has to happen. And if I could contribute to it anyway, that's what I want to do. So please let me know if this has been a benefit to you. And I really appreciate you taking the time to hear my story. And I really hope that it's been beneficial for you. And the plan is to keep this up at least once a week. It even just feels weird saying that like, you know, it's funny because one of the things I'll finish with this. One of the most beneficial things that I've that I've done was start listening to Brené Brown. If you haven't heard her, please go either watch her talk on on uh, Netflix or just Google Brené Brown TED. She did a famous TED talk, I think, eight years ago on the power of vulnerability. She's a shame researcher. She gets into all the data. And man, is it absolutely unbelievable how incredible it is. She says, shame runs two tapes. You're not 
worthy, I believe it is, or who do you think you are? And the biggest one that I struggle with is who do you think you are? You know, so when I think about this, I'm like, you're putting out this video and talking like people are going to care. And it's like, who do you think you are? Is that voice that goes on. So I'm just saying that to acknowledge that, that that's what's running through my head. It's not, I don't think I'm all anything. Apparently people have been moved by my story and I wish to contribute to it because I know how alone people are. So I'm just sharing that that's my own tale of shame that's going on in me too. And these are some of the things that I wish to share. I certainly don't want to sit here and portray myself to be an expert because I can't stand that. I'm no expert. I'm not even an expert on myself. Seeing how little I actually understand why I do what I do and understanding my own process has been incredibly eye-opening and it's been a big thing. I wrote something about it on Instagram a couple months ago where I said the ability to see in my own life that I don't understand why the hell I do what I do is going to be is going to serve as the fundamental death blow to my capacity to judge another human being, which I could do and I could do ruthlessly. Especially if people got turned adversarial toward me or, or provoked me uh, or instigated something without necessity. Coming at me without me going at them, you know? You want to fight? Fuck, I just turn ruthless. But I'll be your best friend until you cross me. Anyways, I appreciate this. I'm going to leave it at that. And please let me know if this is beneficial to you. If you want to connect with me, I'm on Instagram, uh, instagram.com forward slash the J Woodford. I hate the fact that I named it that. It was the only thing I could think of I saw. And I don't like spending much time on that. Uh, YouTube, J Woodford, Facebook, the J Woodford, TikTok, just J Woodford. But I'd love to connect with you and hear your story and involve you in the conversation if this is beneficial. So let's chat with you soon. Really appreciate it. Hey, one last thing before you go. Um, first of all, uh, the, I've included the audio versions of the last few videos, starting from the first one that I did back in January, first about quitting drinking in podcast form. So if you prefer to consume content uh, auditorily, or is that right? Over with through audio, which I do. I don't like, I like to listen to stuff while I'm doing things. Uh, it's in podcast form. I know some people have asked for that. Um, and, uh, if you want to connect with me, please reach out. Please comment on this. Um, share your thoughts because there's lots of people who are watching a lot of this stuff in silence. And them knowing that other people are going through it as well, whether it's just a thumbs up or whether it's a full on you're sharing your story, sharing your feedback, means a lot to more people than just me. I'm hugely appreciated just knowing that anything that I'm sharing makes a difference for other people has probably been one of the most therapeutic things for me through this process. I think that I'm supposed to be communi communi communicating. I think I have been ever since I was younger. Um, and making a difference for people, I think, just all through the, everything I've been through. It's just, to me, the wealth and status and all that shit doesn't appeal to me. It just doesn't get me excited. And I think that that's because of a lot of the things that I've been through. So you sharing that and contributing to that conversation and that feedback means the world to me. I didn't want to put this video out, to be honest with you. Um, because I didn't really like it. I, I filmed it back in the middle of September when I just felt like I want to put out regular stuff. And then I just, I was in a, going through a bit of a tough phase there. My energy level's low, but regardless, there might be something in, in that, that, that was beneficial or will be beneficial. And if it is, please let me know and share it with people that you think might benefit from it. And let's connect. Thank you very much for watching. It really means a lot. And we'll see you on the next one.